it's against you. Exactly. It's almost like it's it's making fun of you for being so illiterate and yeah. so like dyslexic with your typing. It's like, oh man, did you mean this word? Because you're so stupid, I couldn't fucking tell what you yeah. meant. <laughs> it was like a trance. It was. I was like this. She goes, Anthony, forty-two. Oh. And I look and I looked her square in the face with like, you suck, and I caught you. You and eat that. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of Watch Your Mouth. It is February. Oh, no, it's March 1st. Yeah. March 1st, 2021. We're yes, moving right along. As always in the studio, Twizzler and Jozeal. Yo. Next half hour, Scooter will be joining us on the phone, talk about football, talk about the sports world over the weekend. Some pretty interesting yes. shit going on. Big things happening. Today specifically, mm-hmm. we got some pretty big stuff to talk about. So that'll be, you know, I, I called him earlier. I said, hey, listen, I want you on the show. I, I want to hear, I just want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, you let's, know? let's get his two cents. Let's, let's do it. You know, I'm kind of, you know, talking about sports. So something that has been on my mind recently is, you know, everyone who likes sports, they like plays in sports that get them like all riled up that are like hype, that are considered hype plays. Yeah, yeah. You know, so my question to you is, what has been your, in the moment, that it was the most excited, the most hyped up you've ever been watching that play? It can be any sport, any team. It doesn't necessarily need to be your favorite team, but the, the moment that you were just, your emotions and your adrenaline were through the roof. You were hyped up to see that happen. You know, you brought up, you brought this up to me earlier, and I was I was thinking a little bit about it, but I don't know. I I gave it some thought, but as you asked me right now, a random one just came into my head, and I think this might I don't know. It was pretty like when I watched it. So all right, it's it was the Steelers and the Cardinals. Yeah, which Kurt one is Warner. That? I know what you're talking about. Do you do you know the catch I'm talking about? The San Antonio Holmes yeah, catching the end the zone. San Antonio Holmes. Yeah. See, this is like, well, yeah, since I don't know what year it was, I don't know how old I was. Mm-hmm. But, however, I wasn't that old. Middle school? What were we in middle school? It was in Tampa. I know that. 2009. It was Super Bowl oh, 43. Super Bowl 43. It was a little while ago. It was in nine Tampa, Nine years Florida. old. How old were we? What were, what were we doing? What? So, we were nine years old. So, we were... Well, like fourth grade? Yeah. It was somewhere in middle school. Or, excuse me, elementary school. So, yeah, at this point in my life... Only sport in my life because of my Dominican heritage is baseball. Mm. So I'm like, baseball is all cool. I don't really know any other sports, but the Super Bowl obviously is a is a big event. One of the biggest. My parents the don't watch anything other than baseball. Well, my, just my dad, because my yeah. mom doesn't even watch sports. My dad just watches baseball. Right. But he he still had this. He's always had it on, just because it's so big. Right. Everybody knows about it. Yeah. So it's on, and I'm like, yeah, football, football. I uh, I played a couple of Madden games. So like I bear, I kind of knew what the hell this the sport worked. I'm yeah. watching it. I see him make this catch at the end of the game, and I'm like, whoa, holy fuck! That was crazy. Look at it. Look at the toes. Look at the footwork. Look at the toes. Yo, just like, oh, and then, 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 the, the slow motion replays. I'm like, well, it he, was he's unreal. The shit. He's the shit. Yeah, no question. That man got his. Like you said, he got his toes in. He did his thing. That's a catch right there. There's definitely tons, tons of more hype moments just in this decade alone. But that but was, that was that just came into my mind. Yeah, it was like it just instantly. Cause it was I think it was like the first thing that got me into like exciting moments in sports. Uh huh. <laughs> Before pretty- that, it was just baseball and no no crap to baseball. But I mean, there's exciting moments, but I don't know. And nothing really stood out to me. Yeah, in, just in the sports world at all uh-huh. uh, up until that catch. Hey, it was a pretty great catch. That yeah. was a, that was a crazy because like the Cardinals pretty much had the game. They were up. 
it was just unreal. That was a crazy play. That's the ball game. Well, I remember watching that Super Bowl too because James Harrison had a. Uh, I think it was, he returned a turnover for a touchdown. It was like almost 100 yards. He ran the entire length of the field. I think it was a pick six, and he scored for the Steelers. And then with only a few minutes left in the fourth quarter, Larry Fitzgerald scored for the Cardinals, and the Cardinals Ooh. had the lead because I remember Al Michaels and John Madden, who was his before Chris Collinsworth, they okay. were commentating. They are covering the game. And Larry Fitzgerald, 10, 5, Arizona has the lead. Like, that's what he said because it was nuts. Because, yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. it's the fucking Cardinals. It's, it, it's the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. There's a lot of things. When you, get a, when you get a lead change, like, that late in the game, like, it's crazy because it's like, okay, not only did they, they just score, but the other team's going to come on and do some dope shit right now. And that's exactly what they did. They came on and San Antonio Holmes did his shit. Legendary catch. It was crazy. That's a great play if you're hurt first high play. For me, my play isn't that well known. You know, if you asked an average Joe about it, they'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I grew up a Bills fan. Historically in my life, the Bills have not been a great team. Correct. You know, we made it to the AFC Championship game this year. We were, you know, the third best team in the league, I think. That was a little bit of uncharted territory for me as a Bills fan. I've never seen my team have that kind of success get that far. But in 2011, the Bills were playing the Patriots at home. It was week three, and they were in Buffalo. Okay. And the, at the time, the Bills and the Patriots were the only teams in the NFL that were 2-0. Oh. So the Bills were playing the Patriots. They were down 21-7 at halftime. And then they brought it back, and they tied the game at 24 with 10 minutes and 32 seconds left in the fourth. So, okay. like, this isn't the end of the game, but it's tied up. The Bills just scored, and the Patriots got the ball back. And Tom Brady had thrown three interceptions in that game. Oh, that doesn't happen. Tom Brady doesn't throw multiple interceptions no, in a game, no, no. especially against a team like the Bills at the time in 2011. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, so the Patriots get the ball. It's first and 10. And Tom Brady throws a pick. And Drayton Florence intercepts the ball. Not only does he intercept it, but he runs it back for a pick six. Oh. And this was the first time the Bills had led the Patriots all game. The Bills are down 21-7 to at halftime. Yeah, and they finally came back. And they came back, and they were in the lead. And I remember, like, watching it, I was going nuts because he threw the ball. It was, like, batted in the air. Drayton Florence, who was the cornerback at the time, picked it off. And then he ran back. He ran in the end zone. I was going nuts because that's, that's pretty electric. it was just like, you know, I'm watching it. And then I was like, oh, my God, he got an interception. It's Tom Brady's fourth interception. Oh, my God, he's running. Holy shit, he just got in the yeah, end zone. Like, yeah. it was just it. my excitement just kept going, kept going, kept going. And if you watch the video, the crowd is going insane. I bet. Just because they understand. They're like, Tom Brady just threw his fourth interception. That was a pick six. We're leading the Patriots at home. We're about to be 3-0. Like, it was a crazy moment. Yeah. Like, again, it's not, you know, it's not as significant as the San Antonio Holmes catch. Like, nobody knows about that play. But but I'm sure if everybody, if every sports fan, like, sat down and watched it, they'd probably get just as hype. It was absolutely crazy. It was absolutely nuts. And, you know, that is the first play that I remember just absolutely losing my shit over. That's fucking fire. So, yeah, that's going to be mine. And it's funny. So, you know, I thought about this and I didn't really know how to, you know, phrase this question. I was kind of about you and I were a little bit back and forth. We're like, okay, well, there are other hype plays, too, that yeah, like yeah, I've yeah. seen. And I've just I've understood the gravity of that play and just how crazy it was. One of the plays that comes to my mind, and you and I have talked about this, is the Batista home run. Yeah. Like, that was nuts. 
And I didn't, and I didn't know how crazy that inning was. Like that inning specifically, they've made like documentaries about that inning because they were down like a good amount. Yeah, it was, it was an important game. I just remember when I was watching the game, I flipped to the game, and like that was the first I watched it live. That was the first thing I saw happen. I like flipped to the game. <laughs> wow, no shot. And it, yeah, and Batista hit the home run, and I remember thinking, I was like, this crowd is going nuts. <laughs> Like, the fucking Blue Jays fans are going crazy. And even watching that video back now, you can just hear, like, the crowd. They're just... These Canadians are really fucking Dude, hyped up right now. They're having a hoot. Yeah. So Dude, that, you hear the crack of that bat, and it's just like, holy... Like, like here comes a moonshot. Well, yeah, because everyone in the crowd is thinking, like, what are the odds he hits home run? Like, please... A base hit would be cool. You know, like, as long as he doesn't get out, and then this man crack, and he sends it, like... Deep in his center field, and it's gone. And then he flips that. And bat. he flips that. But he hit it, and he was like, "Yeah, I just fucking did yeah." That. Gives it gives a nice glare, and then just flips the bat. Flips the bat. Takes his time. Does his rounds of the bases. That play was insane. Another play that comes to my mind is the Stefan Diggs catch, the Minneapolis miracle. Yes, I watched. I remember I watched that live too, and it was before. It was the day before I went back to college. I saw him catch the ball. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to score. And then I looked down at the score of the game, and I saw not only had time expired, but it was like a tie game. And I was like, <laughs> oh, he's shit. About to, he, he just won the game. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't believe – I stood there in, like, silence because I was so, like, no way that just happened. Flabbergasted. Yeah. The, Blown that, away. It was, it was crazy. It's like that's the kind of shit you just – I mean, I'm not going to say you watch sports for it. I just watch sports because I But, like, I it's like the kind the of sport. thing that you're, like – It's just, like – you you feel special to have witnessed have that. witnessed it absolutely and you could you could just watch it after on YouTube whatever but it's, just, it's like you know you watch that, it live yeah. as it happened as it happened in real life right couple however many miles away you watched it as it happened it's yeah. like wow and you can forever tell that story and be like my raw emotion was this yeah like because again you know you could hear it on Twitter and you can be like yo this happened let me see and then you're like whoa that's crazy yeah and you already read about it yeah and now, you're, now you're just watching it. you're like oh you know what happens like right just the suspense of you know the whole play going through and then the ending it's just it's, it's just nuts. it's different yeah it's so much yeah Trying what else do i uh you know that that auburn i mean i don't really like i'm not a big college football guy that the auburn pick six or uh, no, no 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 he returned a field goal yes yes they were going for a long ass field goal and they're against against alabama yeah i forgot what team was yeah I didn't know so it was auburn. auburn was playing alabama they were in auburn and i think it was tied and alabama went for like a crazy long field goal so long that Auburn had someone, yeah, like, they had the someone zone, ready there. to field it, and it was Chris Davis, and he just caught it and he ran it back, and time expired, and Alabama lost. Fucking, I the guy was like, Auburn wins the football game. Yeah, the the radio announcer, like he couldn't, he was like, Auburn's gonna win the game. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. You imagine being a fan? I think about this all the time. Imagine being a fan in those stands. You know, because like we don't have, we're not a big sports school. No. Nah. But like, you imagine being a fan of Auburn. Knowing you're playing the best team in the country, Alabama, and just yeah. watching that happen. You're expected to lose. Yeah. And and you just steal the game like that. Right. Holy shit. It has to feel so good. Dude, that's crazy. There's so oh, there's so there's many. So many. LeBron James's Block. chase down. That's a huge one. Ray Allen's three. Ray Allen's three. Oh yeah. my god, Ray Allen's three, but we can't forget about uh in the same play, Chris Bosch's pass. Chris Bosch getting the rebound. Yeah, and passing it right off like like a like a Yeah. I don't even know. I'm glad you said that because in some ways the Bosch rebound was bigger for me than the Ray Allen three because LeBron shot. He he missed it. And as I saw it like miss, I thought, Oh damn. 
because I'm like, San Antonio's about to get the rebound. The clock's going to expire, and they're going to, you know, San Antonio's going to win it right here. Yeah, yeah, And then Bosch got the rebound, and I was like, oh. And he just dishes it out. And then he dished it out to Ray Allen, and I low-key was like, he's going to make this. This is what he does. Ray Allen, corner three. There's nothing in basketball like this. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's over. And he drained. It was, that was crazy. Bang! That, that chase down block, though, like, that was a block heard around the world. Yeah, that, that blew up. That was one of those things I was watching with my sister. And my sister always tells me, she's like, when I saw him block that, I was like, they're going to win. It was just so crazy because no one in their right mind thought that he was going to block it. And then he just came yeah, out of he nowhere. Appeared. Was, that's what he fucking does. Yeah, that's what he does. It's crazy. I'm sorry. I don't have this number anymore. Who is this? You're live on the Watch Your Mouth podcast. How can I help you? Oh, my goodness. Scooter, what's happening? How are you? How's it been, guys? Josiel Twizzler? Yes, We're doing yes. pretty great. We're sitting here talking about our most exciting sports moments that we've experienced. The most excited we got to witness a, a moment in sports. So, I mean, maybe that'll be my first question to you. What was the moment, the most excited you ever remember being, like, watching a moment in sports happen? Like, it doesn't necessarily need to be your favorite team, but you were watching a game and something happened and you just went batshit crazy. You were so hyped and so excited. There's two. Okay. All right. So the when Stefan Diggs caught that giant-ass touchdown pass. Against the Saints? Against the Saints in the playoffs. Yep. We were just talking about that. We talked about that. That one's so good. And the announcer made it like 10 times better. Joe Buck did his thing and made it, <laughs> made that super dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Buck was five tequila shots deep. He's <laughs> <Yeah. like>, huh? <laughs> like, yo, he caught it. <laughs> no, but that's that's definitely a good one. We were talking about that a moment ago. Definitely when the, the Seahawks came back against the Packers. The yeah. Championship yes. Game. Crazy. That, that's a great one because they were down like 16-3 or something like that, right? Yeah, it was, it was at one point. 20 i don't i don't really know it was like 16 nothing and then they got a fake field goal the fake field goal that was fake one of the i remember watching that game and i saw that happen and i thought i think i turned to whoever i was watching it with i was like this game is not over the seahawks there were so many so many distinct ways that that game should have ended like onside kick no way they should have gotten that yeah the like two point conversion no way they should have gotten that. Ran all the way to the right and then threw it to the left side of the end zone. Yeah, and, like, the ball hung there for a minute. The ball was in the air for a little while. I remember my biggest memory of that game, I mean, obviously, other than the, the Jermaine Curse catch in the end zone to win the game, was when Marshawn Lynch ran the ball in and the Seahawks took the lead for the first time. And he, like, ran into the end zone and everyone came over to, like, celebrate with him. But he did his thing and he was like, no, just shake my hand. Yeah, right? And the whole offense was, like, in a line to go over and shake <laughs> his hand. That, the crowd was going crazy because that was one of those moments they had taken the lead for the first time in the game. Yeah, yeah, like you were talking about. Yeah. They're, like, emptying packs of Skittles in the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, those are, those are two great football moments. It have happened in the past. Yeah. All right, Scooter. So first thing I want to talk to you about, obviously, J.J. Watt has signed with the Arizona Cardinals. What are, what are your thoughts about that? What was your reaction? And did you see this type of thing? Did you see him signing with his team coming? Did you Would you have predicted it? Everyone, dude, everyone was like, he's going to the Steelers or the Packers or the Browns or the Bills. One of those teams. No one ever said Cardinals. Yeah, I didn't um, see that. Yeah. Like all the fucking fake news out there, I guess. Right. But, <laughs> but dude, the Cardinals, that 
is scary. Mm-hmm. All the teams in that division are going to be good. I was thinking about this earlier. I was in the gym, and I was I had just gotten the news pretty recently about J.J. Watt, and I'm thinking to myself, if that division could make like a Pro Bowl team, they would beat every team in the NFL. This, you know, you got the Seahawks, the Rams, the 49ers, and the Cardinals. That's that just, just a, a shit ton of talent on both sides of the football in those four teams. But yeah, so I, I don't know if you saw. So there was a post that came out today. It turned out to be fake, but it was it appeared to be a Peloton account that belonged to J.J. Watt. In the bio, it said Green Bay, Cleveland, and Buffalo. And everyone was like freaking out. They're like, oh man, J.J. Watt just updated this peloton account yeah <laughs> like <laughs> i remember i was listening to i list, i saw a thing on twitter this lady on a, a sports analyst uh show was like is peloton is a peloton account like even a thing like are those things like public yeah exactly can you, you, can you check up on other right people like who, who's actively following jj watts peloton account AJ Watt just put on his Spotify account a song about red birds. That means he's going to the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. So kind of going into the whole how JJ Watt announced the news, he posted a picture of himself in a Cardinals t shirt working out and he said, Source me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what well, I'm JJ Watt. What do you think about that? Like that's kind of like a mic drop of a of a reveal of who you're signing with. What do you think about that? It's cool that it didn't come from an agent that he gets. A, I'm pretty sure there was so much speculation around where he would go mm. that it probably like pissed him off. He probably read like Yeah. Oh, so it was definitely I, pissing him off. Right? And like, yo, I would I feel like just the, the Peloton thing. Yeah, and like I saw thing. I looked this up. He goes JJ Watt says, I don't own a bike. Like, that's all he said. He's like, shut up, you fools. I don't own a bike. He's so <laughs> yeah, fed up with think, it. Do you think JJ Watt got the physical training that he is in from Peloton? By riding a Peloton bike? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think people just imagine J- in JJ Watt's living room, there's a Peloton next to his like love seat, like there is in so many homes in America. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they're like, oh, he was up this morning riding the bike. <laughs> Riding like, the Peloton. Like every no. other middle class person. Do they watch flipping fucking <laughs> yeah. monster truck tires yeah. and drinking eggs. Raw <laughs> raw eggs. <laughs> the Peloton account. Did they even bother to like click on the Peloton account and see like the previous workouts and be like, oh, it says yeah. JJ Watt biked a mile and a half in uh, 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and there's only three workouts? Oh, this has to be J.J. Watt. It's got to be all pro defensive this is tackle him. J.J. Watt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, you know what? I think that says more about like us as a society that we were so... I mean, yeah, hey, they just hopped on it. Me personally, like J.J. Watt. I was quick to be like, yo, these are his last three teams. And then after a while, I'm like, this is so absurd. I was like, wait, where, where did they get that information <laughs> this from? Is, this is not accurate. Peloton. Yeah. Here's another one, though. Yeah, okay. What number is he going to wear? Because I'm hearing that 99 is retired by the Cardinals. Is it really? Yes. Wow, I didn't know that. I saw. I just saw that. I, they made a picture of him. Here's like, I saw the thing on Twitter. It was like, here's a picture of J.J. Watt on the Cardinals with 99. But yeah. he's not gonna be able to wear that. He can't wear, he can't wear 99. I didn't know 99 was retired. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that is in the Cardinals history. That's but. weird because like 99 seems like such a big part of his brand. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they're two big he numbers. Gone to the Bills. Yeah, the Bills don't have a 99. That'd be pretty great. What's he gonna do now? He's gonna pick any other number. It's gonna look so weird. He's gonna be like 
50. <laughs> he's going to be oh something like God. silly. <laughs> he's going to be awful at football now? Yeah, he's not going to be like, an, he won't go to like 98 or something close. He'll be like, nope, I'm going to go 12. be like, <laughs> I'm going to be like 49, like some really dumb number. All right, Scooter, I also wanted to ask you, so so the Deshaun Watson story is obviously a really big thing going on right now about speculation of whether he's going to be traded, whether he's going to leave. I'm kind of at the point right now where Deshaun Watson has made it very clear he doesn't want to play for the Texans, that he has no interest of being on the team in the future. If you're the Texans right now, Deshaun Watson's trade value has never been higher. He just came off a season where he led the league in passing yards. He hasn't been injured in a substantial amount of time. He's only had one major injury in his career. Also, this draft is a phenomenal draft for for getting a quarterback. There are teams out there who, if they need a quarterback and they don't get one in free agency, they're going to go draft somebody in the first round. If you were the Texans, do you think it's a prudent move for them to trade him sooner rather than later? Actually, I... Sooner rather than later, I have no idea. I don't know, because I really don't think he's going to be traded. I okay. really think they're going to be, like, assholes about it. Like, I don't know. They're, it looks like at the Houston Texans, their priority isn't winning football games. Yeah. I, I don't know what else it is, but <laughs> it's something else. Yeah. And they gave away, like, the fact that there's this stubbornness of we're not going to let you go, like, we're not taking trades for you. Sounds like either they're going to sit on them to increase the value and then right before the draft, mm. maybe reevaluate their options. But I don't think they're going to trade him, really. And I know, like, imagine if you drop this and then they trade him tomorrow. Like, yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, but like, hasn't he just full out said be like, he was he's, like, he's I'm tra- not playing another game for yeah, this team. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to wear this this uniform again. It's all yeah, because like you know when you think of it in the grand scheme of things, Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback. Who yeah. if he goes somewhere else, he's going to be successful 100%. as a team. You know, if you told the Texans two three years ago, hey you're going to be in a position where this kid doesn't want to play for you. They're going to be like, no, that's crazy. Like he's going to be the face of our franchise. So trading somebody like him usually isn't something you want to do. But like you said, in an instant where he has said, I have no interest in being here anymore. I think it's weird because, you know, like you said, Scooter, winning football games doesn't seem to be at the top of the Texans list of things to do. Right. So if they were to trade him, and I'm not saying that they should or that they will, I think right now is a good time to do it. Because, again, you know, the draft is in less than two months. There's crazy amount of quarterback talent that's coming in from college. Okay. The draft next year is horrible. There's not a whole oh. lot of quarterback talent. So if there is a time for you to send your quarterback, like the Eagles just did it. And, you know, I don't necessarily agree with everything that the Eagles have done. But the Eagles front office said, okay, look, Colts need a quarterback. They're about to go into this draft with a pretty not terrible pick where they can trade up. Yeah. Let's get let's dump one of our big money quarterbacks and you know while his while his market value is pretty high. Yeah, if like it, like even if you don't like what they're doing, at least you could tell what they're doing. Yeah, you know you you, you, could, you could know you know what they're trying to do. Yeah, what the fuck are the Texans doing? Yeah, I heard a, <laughs> something that I heard a long time ago is that you know if you pay attention, you can tell what an NFL team is trying to do. You can see like a subtle plan that the front office has for their organization. Right now, I have no idea what the Texans are doing. You it's, know? Yeah, it's you quite. Know, two year, a year ago, they they traded DeAndre Hopkins. They fired Bill O'Brien. You know, they're letting JJ Watt go. You know, Deshaun Watson, who led the league in passing yards last year, they ended what four and twelve, one of the worst records in the league. <laughs> what the fuck? So you Dude, know, they have. 
they have no one left from like the the Texans team that was good. Yeah. You know, except Deshaun Watson. If they traded him, they would have absolutely nothing left. They would be a brand new team of what? Yeah. Of nothing. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They would they would be very and irrelevant. Thinking of because the the Russell Wilson trade rumor, uh, fuck that. But that trade rumor, the only quarterback where I would be okay with a trade would be Deshaun Watson. That'd be like, a pretty. That'd be you know if that were to happen, like you're saying, as a Seahawks fan, it'd be sad to see Russell Wilson to go. But you kind of got the next best thing under center for you, a quarterback. Yeah, like, literally. It's kind of like you know people talk about the Packers. You know, how in the world is it that the Packers went from a Hall of Fame quarterback like Brett Favre and then immediately went to another Hall of Fame quarterback in <laughs> Aaron Rodgers? You know, this team has had almost 30 years of quarterback greatness under center, and they have two Super Bowls to show for it. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really interesting, though, because the Texans, they just cut Duke Johnson, one of their running backs. They have made it clear that Will Fuller is not returning after this season. So it seems to me that they're kind of going for a rebuild type of situation. Yeah. And if that is the case, you're getting rid of Deshaun. You would like some draft picks. So Deshaun Watson is probably someone who you could get at least two, maybe even three first rounders for with the way his trade market is right now. So I don't know if the Texans trade him, but they do it like later, like in a month or two, I think they're not going to get as much as they could. If they traded him today, I think they could get three first round picks for him. I absolutely think they could. It's like they had their time, you know? Yeah. They had their time to try to get shit done with him. And he did his part, obviously. Absolutely. He's cemented himself as a pretty solid quarterback. Yeah. But obviously, it's just not working. No, it's not working. Like, and, and this is me reaching into another sport here with hockey. Any Sabres fans are gonna hate me. Jack Eichel, who, who's been like the if you even if you don't watch hockey, if you like are from like I don't know, have you heard Jack Eichel? I've heard the name. Yeah, he's like the face of the Sabres. Okay, he was drafted what some late 2010, 2010s. Okay, whatever. <laughs> this guy's the future. Like this yeah. guy's crazy, and he was doing all right. Mm. And he's like, face of, he's like the most untouchable person. He's the only like good part of the Sabres, you could almost say. Yeah. They're at a point now where they're in the same situation. It doesn't work. They, yeah, they got to just get rid of him mm. before they, he, they, he loses value. I yeah. mean, with his case, he's kind of like not doing as well. That's a whole other thing. But Deshaun Watson, he's still playing. He's playing like Playing wonderful. Football. Yeah. So they should really make some moves. For sure. I don't even watch hockey, but I know who Jack Eichel is. Yeah, see? exactly. Yeah, he's the face of the team. But right. he's... And to... Jake McCabe. <laughs> yeah, he's not very well known, but you know who he is. <laughs> oh, man. Go Sabres. Dude, the Sabres. <laughs> wow. You know this picture right here? You know, Scooter, you know the picture of uh, of Squidward looking outside? Yeah. That's the song Watson right there. Looking at, yeah. Looking, hey, I bet I see yeah. that on Twitter within the next couple of hours. Uh, no, it's already up there. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen it myself. Watson, the Sean <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, having all that, having a ball over in Arizona. Right, dude. It's weird because that sucks. Yeah, that's crazy. So, obviously, you've heard the trade rumors about Russell Wilson, and you know his agent came out and said Russell Wilson is not demanding a trade, but he's saying, "Hey, if you do trade me, I'd like to go to these four teams." I think that's the most subtle and strange way of low-key requesting a trade but not in nfl history it's because it's the added fact that he has the clause in his contract that states that if they they can show him a trade and he could be like i'm not doing that yeah he can veto <laughs> the trade 
you want me to go to the New York Giants? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank yeah. You. That's a no from Russell. <laughs> so, like, that's – I feel like that's that's him just saying, like, I'm going to say no to every trade that isn't here, 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 and here. Okay. And think about it. Who's he going to throw to when he's on the Bears? He's going to throw to, like, Allen Robinson, but – I don't even think Allen Robinson's going to be on the Bears. Yeah, that's true. He would, They were very skeptical about, that. about him. Yeah, that's a good point, though. And then what are the other teams? The Saints? Yeah, and then we're going to get Jameis Winston in return. Right. And, like, also... Or Taysom Hill. Like, <laughs> Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. For Taysom Hill. You imagine? Pete Carroll would do that. Pete Carroll would be like, you know, I think this guy can bring a lot to this program. It's oh, like, kid. as what? A quarterback? As a wide receiver? As a punt returner? A placeholder? Yeah. <laughs> He, dude, I'm scared. I'm. I wasn't scared for that. Now, have you before? But I am now. So let me ask you this: Have you lost some faith in Pete Carroll? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I. It's not. I don't want to say like when he lost us the Super Bowl. Right. Like that was that could happen to any coach. Sure. Like, just make a stupid call, like a really stupid call. But I think in the past few years where he's been like, yeah, I want to be a run-heavy team. I want to be a run-heavy team. And we're going to use the running back of uh, Mike Davis or Chris Carson. Like, no offense. They're NFL running Rashad backs. Penny. Rashad yeah, Penny. Athletes. Yeah. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch, though. Marshawn Lynch was a stud. Yeah. Mar- Marshawn Lynch was the answer to Pete Carroll's question of, hey, can we be a strong – I think he – he wanted to to duplicate that and almost be like, no, we can still run the ball without Marshawn and a decent offensive line. And then the rest of the league was like, that's cute. You can't, yeah, you, right? you can't, you can't run the ball against Nick Bosa and the 49ers defense the way you could with Marshawn Lynch and a pretty decent offensive line who gave Russell Wilson five plus seconds to throw the ball. I just think it's also really interesting because Pete Carroll obviously had a lot of success in college at USC, but before Russell Wilson was drafted, he had. He was seven and nine. He was seven and nine. He was eight and eight. He didn't have much success in the NFL. And then Russell Wilson came along, and it's oh, he's in the playoffs. They're in the Super Bowl. They're winning a Super Bowl. You know, they're always contenders, winning their division. So Russell Wilson made the Seattle Seahawks infinitely more relevant than Pete Carroll ever did. He adds three to four wins a season. Yeah, I'd be a three. I'd say three wins a season. Right. Just for him being on the team. Yeah. But look, like that team. And it's also like their location too. The mm. reason why it's so obvious that their offensive line cannot protect Russell Wilson is because they play Aaron Donald twice. Yeah. That Rams defense is insane. Yeah. They play now they play the Cardinals twice and JJ Watt is gonna give JJ Watt Wilson. on the left and Chandler Jones on the right coming after six foot Russell Wilson. Oh yeah. Like that's exactly what it is every time. Every team that beat Seattle just had like an above average defensive line. Yeah. It's unfortunate to see someone like that because, you know, I remember saying when Russell Wilson got his big money contract, I people were like, he's overpaid. I'm like, You're that's a joke. Russell Wilson deserved every <laughs> penny that he was paid because he wasn't in a big market like New York or Miami. He wasn't down in Dallas and LA. He was in Seattle, Washington. He was, you know, he was up north in a place they're known for coffee and rain. Exactly. They're known for being great. <laughs> they're great in the month of September when the leaves are on the ground and then all the other 11 months are like, okay, I'm going to go somewhere else. I don't mean to hate on the location of your favorite team, but you know, that was one of the reasons why I'm convinced why a couple years ago he was like, you need to pay me big money because I don't love living here. 
I like this team, but I'd like to live somewhere else. So pay me money to be here, and, and I'll stick around. And they did it. And they did it. This is interesting. What do you got? I, I don't know if you saw my eyes just go up. No, I didn't. Before. I'm on this. So I just looked up Russell Wilson trade. And this one, it's just some random website, Canal Street Chronicles. It has a Saints logo, so it's I guess it's pretty Saints biased. Hmm. And this this is their mock trade. It's they're giving up so it's Russell Wilson for Jameis Winston. There's another name here, but I'm gonna skip over it. I think I know who you're gonna say, but keep going. Yeah. Uh twenty twenty one first round pick, which is the twenty eighth overall, and twenty twenty two first round pick. Okay. And Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, yeah. And Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, yeah. yeah. I heard that a couple weeks ago about, you know, if he was to go to the Saints, Michael Thomas would be someone who they would let go of. We don't uh, we don't need Michael Thomas. Yeah, if, you, they, if they were like Alvin Kamara, yeah, because okay mm, he yeah, could play quarterback too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dual threat. Yeah, you already you have like a, a different version of, of Michael Thomas in Seattle already with DK Metcalf. Oh, definitely. Oh, I remember what I was going to ask you because I sent you a Snapchat about it when I was in the gym. I keep seeing people and when i say people i mean different sports media i saw espn did a thing on it today they were asking if you're the saints and you you know if no other trades are met do you stick with drew Brees as your quarterback and it was really interesting because i'm in the gym and i'm watching it was first take i don't i'm not afraid to say the name and they were playing Taysom hill highlights behind that thing and it was like should you stick with drew Brees? and there's Taysom hill doing his thing and all the throws that he's throwing are like pretty not great there are a couple of them that were like you your your editor should be fired like there are, there, yeah. <laughs> there are great highlights of Taysom Hill out there that they could have put on there yeah. but they put a couple of throws where that is not something that That's you should highlight no nope, you shouldn't do that I'm like that intern needs to be fired and you need to get somebody else on that you know I asked you about it Scooter I don't think if you're the Saints and you don't pull off a big trade like that for Russell Wilson if Drew Brees is willing to stick around and he's not going to retire I say you have to keep that guy under center. Yeah. And let you know. Yeah. Yeah. What else are you going to do? Right. You're the same. Cut him? You're not going to bench Drew Brees in one of his last years because if Drew Brees. Bench Drew Brees. If if Drew Brees gets the message from Sean Payton of, hey, we're going to start Mr. Taysom Hill over here, he's like, okay, great. I'm retiring. (laughs) Drew Brees is not going to sit on the sideline. Read a book. Right. It's not going to happen. You know, the Saints. I thought Drew Brees was retired. I don't know what the word is on that. Yeah, I don't know what the word is either. Is that like an official thing? I know there was a ton of speculation after his last game when they lost to the Bucks. That's kind of the like the picture they were painting. They're like, oh, Brady retired. Yeah, Brees. I remember the the camera shot of him leaving uh, the Superdome after they lost to the Bucks, and he was like looking around, and he he had like sentimental looks in his eyes as he was like looking at, around the stadium and I thought there that he was going to retire. I don't know. I haven't really kept up with that story. If he doesn't retire and you're the Saints, there's no question in my mind that he needs to be the guy under center going in there. I'll tell you what. Uh, Drew Brees' trainer published a video this last Saturday. This just blew up. I, I mean, I guess I didn't see it so it didn't blow up that much. Mm. But last Saturday, it's it's Drew Brees pushing a weighted sled through a parking lot. Really? He's putting in work. He's maybe play- maybe he's just trying to get strong or maybe he's still playing football. I you know he was, wasn't he injured last last season? Yeah, he broke like in? he broke like every rib like in his body and he still like played for a game and a half and then they were like, Oh hey, your ribs are broken. You should you should go sit down. The caption was not sure why he's so cray cray today, but something must be brewing. Dot dot dot. Wow, that's a great take from some eighteen year old blogger at some No, that's <laughs> that's his trainer. 
Oh, it's his trainer who <laughs> tweeted his, that His out. trainer like, took a picture of him pushing the sled and said that, yeah. That trainer, has, he's stuck in Twitter in like 2008. Yeah, like, wow. But anyway, you know, the Saints don't have a great draft pick. They don't have a, you know, don't. I refuse for someone to look at me and say Taysom Hill is a viable option or a place to replace Drew Brees at quarterback. I think that's silly. And Jameis Winston is equally not the person who's going to replace Drew Brees at quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> so, you know, unless they have some trick up their sleeve where they can get the, the top first round pick and draft, you know, Trevor Lawrence. Fields. Mac Jones. Justin Fields. Mac Jones out of Alabama, who I also think, I won't get into it, I, don't th- I think he's a little bit overhyped. I think that the Saints, if Drew Brees shows up first day of training camp with his helmet in his hand, you you give him the red shirt and you say you get in there. He's playing football. Yeah, you're not Didn't denying Devonta him. Didn't Devonta Smith say that he would he'd rather Mac Jones throwing to him than uh, Tua Tangalavia? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's the wait. He really said that. Yeah, though? he did say that. This is weird too. So Miami. People are putting Miami as a team who's actively looking for a quarterback, which is weird to me because they just drafted they just picked up Tua, a fifth or excuse me, fifth overall fifth pick. pick. You know, I don't know. I wasn't. I will say I wasn't super impressed with how he played. His like he only started for a little bit in the season, but I wasn't looking at him saying, "No, this kid's definitely not a starter." It's weird. I haven't heard anything directly from like the Dolphins organization, but there is a lot of speculation that the Dolphins will be actively searching for a quarterback going into next season. So I don't know. I feel like a lot they got of- lightning in a bottle with Ryan Fitzpatrick. They, they, <laughs> that's not a lie. They do. Ryan Fitzpatrick. He steps out in the field. It's pretty electric. The things he he's able to dial up for that team. I feel like a lot of Tua's hype just came from his moment. Yeah. And like taking over the game. Right. Whenever that was. Yeah. He, so he took over in the second half of the national championship. Yeah. Game. That's, that's another one of the hype moments. That's a great, I remember watching that, I watched one that live. one live too. I'm like, who the fuck is this kid? Last name longer than longer than the field he's playing. on. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes in and he plays immaculate football. Holy shit. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> oh, this, this man's a talk of the town. I don't know. Maybe if you didn't do that, who knows? I don't know. It's, you know, this draft is full of quarterback talent, and I'm really interested because, like, for the first time in however long, the Bills are not somebody who needs a quarterback, so I don't need to be stressed out about who we're going to get, when we're going to get them, and how they're going to do. I'm just going to sit back I'm and watch. sit back and say, okay, which of these teams are going to give, you know, their firstborn child for this pick so they can draft this dude out of wherever? Who's what's it? Yeah. Are the Jaguars picking Trevor Lawrence? I think the Jaguars are going to pick Trevor Lawrence. And part of me, I'm excited to see him play. I think he, I'm more confident in him not being a bust than I have for first round pick quarterbacks over the past couple of years. So quarterbacks that have been picked in the first round, you know, there's always the question of, is this person going to come in the league and absolutely bust like so many quarterbacks have before him? I think Trevor Lawrence, wherever he goes, I'm more confident in him playing well than I have been for quarterbacks in the past. Like when Baker was picked first in 2018, I couldn't believe that. I was like, really? But I don't know. And look at him. He's Bins. Yeah. <laughs> what? Baker Mayfield, his his 9,000 progressive commercials. Commercials. Oh, the Hulu ones too. Hulu has live sports. Thanks, Baker. I'm going to go get a beer. <laughs> All right. The only Baker you see in January. <laughs> Yo, literally, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right, Scooter. Why? Well, to be honest, my phone is on one percent, so I'm probably gonna lose you pretty soon. 
I would love right, I'd love to talk to you more, but as I said, my phone is is on its last legs. But we we always appreciate you coming on to the show and giving us your two cents on this batshit crazy NFL offseason we're having and experiencing this year. Yes, sir. No, likewise, fellas. All right, man. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, talk to you later. All right, peace out. Good evening. What a man. What a guy. Scooter, giving us his feel for the NFL. Love to hear it all the time. Okay, something I got to talk about right now. All right. So, autocorrect is pissing me off. All uh, right, yes. So, autocorrect is something that, you know, was designed to do the exact opposite. It was designed to assist you in ways of texting or typing, you know, whether it's on your phone or your laptop. Laptop autocorrect, like, I don't have a huge thing with. It's usually a little better. It's and, usually a little and, better. And even when it gets it wrong, it's a little easier to, yeah, to deal with. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't have a problem. You know, I'm I'm when I type, I don't like to have a ton of misspelled words, but I'm okay with going up to the top of my document, hitting that spell check and going through line by line. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice system they got on the computer. They yeah. ha- they've had a lot of time to work. Right. On it. But you know what? They've done a bang up job. Yeah. My fucking phone autocorrect is really pissing me off. It's really annoying. And like, hey, this is absolutely a 21st century like privilege kid problem I'm having right now. The, it will autocorrect to problems I've made in the past. So yeah. I type up my last name, and now it just autocorrects to that. Every time I have to like double check, which is funny because sometimes like I'm registering for something, or you know I'm I'm filling out an application for whatever. I'm signing my name at the end of an email to someone important, and it will autocorrect. And it just scares the hell out of me because I'll get ready to hit send and I'll be like, oh, that's not my last name. Yeah, it's like, let me, let me, let me give it a little rundown. Yeah, I'll type something. Nothing is a big thing. When I type out nothing, I'll misspell like one letter like it'll be n-o-t-h-e-n-g something like that yeah and it will correct to like know that <laughs> it's like it was not closer to know that than nothing it yeah, was one letter like, you should know what i'm talking you should like, pick up like, this, what i'm stepping in this and shit, correct it'll, this fucking word it'll pick up like the little nuance it'll pick up like you know i guess they have some technology where if they're, they're, they're picking up on like little nuances that you have in your messages but it picks up on the wrong ones and, like, lets go of the ones you actually wanted to pick up on. Yeah. Like, it, it'll autocorrect something to the one thing you, you never wanted. To, like, like I can't even think of an example. Just just some stupid shit. And then this other thing, maybe it's another word that's not exactly in the English language, but you like, you like, like, just using the word. Yeah. And autocorrect will just will fuck that up. And it, it won't remember it. It won't even try to remember it. Like it just it, it's never looking out for you. No, it's like it's it's against it's, you. Exactly. It's almost like it's it's making fun of you for being so illiterate and yeah. so like dyslexic with your typing. It's like, oh man, did you mean this word? Because you're so stupid I couldn't fucking tell what you yeah. meant. <laughs> I just typed in I meant to type the word mean and I misspelled it on purpose. I put M E R N. It's not that far off from mean. It ought to correct to megabytes. Megabytes. Megabytes has a lot of letters in it. You yeah, you, you're adding in way it's too like much. Almost, it's over twice the size of the word mean. Now they're just trying to predict that's, what you're saying. That's and, quite. And a leap. that's there's, there's things in the computer like you know you know what Grammarly is. Yeah. Grammarly will predict shit, and yeah. they're good with that. There's no Grammarly on iPhones. Right. They're not, and they're trying to be mm-hmm. obviously with that. They're doing their best, but like it's you got you got no, be they're not. You got to be better. <laughs> they're not even doing their best. I love the Twitter meme that I see all the time. It's like. Dear autocorrect, I will never say the word ducking. Yo, literally. Cause, and I'll type it correctly. I'll type out fucking for whatever I'm sending, 
and it will it'll be spelled correctly autocorrect ducking i'm like no i had a word of, from the english language typed in correctly here and you were like no i think it's more appropriate you say this yeah i don't like profanity yeah it's like i don't like, I, I didn't ask for your fucking two cents i asked for you to do your job and let me type yeah I, and then i'm going back and i'm typing it out and then you know sometimes it'll do it multiple times ducking Cross it out, spell fucking, space, autocorrected, ducking again. It's like, no, 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 we've been over this. Yeah. You know. Why don't you remember that? Don't get the short-term memory loss bullshit on me, Dory. Like, we're I adults here. fucking in this line. Just put fuck in your, in your dictionary. It's bullshit. It'll be a good day for Absolute everybody. bullshit. I can't stand it. Autocorrect is becoming one of those things where, like, like you're saying, it's hurting me more than it's helping me, and I could do without it. If I misspell something that bad, I'll go back and fix it. I don't need oh, you. Oh, yeah. I don't need you putting, you know, oh, I... I'm smart. This is what you should say. Or this is what oh, I think you're getting at. You know what's it's like, funny? Nope, it's not. So our school emails, I mean, I'm pretty sure most of them are just like our first initial and then a last name, right? Yeah. But I, I think we have like a second version of it. Uh, at least okay. I do that I use. Yes, we do. And it's it's the first four letters of my last name and then just some four other numbers. I don't even, I don't even know. Wait, so say this again. So the email that you use, how does it go? So mine is T-E-J-A. Uh, than the numbers. Than the numbers. That's the one that you use a lot, or you're saying that's I the alternative I tend to use that way. one more often. I use that. That's like the one I use, but there is also another one. I get what you're saying. I have one that's just J Tejada. Yeah. I have one that's A Sedia. Yep. You know, maybe that's where it comes from, but it's like, I don't use that. Well, when no, I, see, now whenever I type in my, when I go to just type in my last name, mm. the whole email pops up. Really? I'm like, yeah, Tejada. TJA1234 at Fredonia.ed. I don't need all that. Now I have to go <laughs> delete the whole fucking email. They're giving you a chore. They're asking. You got to spend more time on this than yeah. you think you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I, technology, man. I'm a computer science student and I still am like, you got to be better. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fuck. So something that still, I don't know if bothers is the right word, blows my mind. Class participation. So class participation is always a weird thing. I'm a pretty talkative person. I'm okay. pretty personal. I like to carry out a conversation. When I get in a class and a teacher is like asking that I participate, sometimes I don't. maybe it's out of spite or I'm just like not comfortable. I'm like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk in your class. And then teachers take it a step further. They're like, no, class participation is a part of your grade. I'm like, that's yeah. not how that goes. Mm. This isn't how it goes. You know, and there are some classes where like it's appropriate. You know, I have a three-hour class that meets every Wednesday. And it's, an organiza- it's called organizational behavior. And what we do is we sit down and we discuss ways people behave in an organization, trends, you know, different stuff like that. That's a discussion-based class. Okay. You know, you don't need to tell me that I need to, to yeah, add it, my it's, two it's, cents. It's all... It's in the description when I applied for the class. Like, hey, you're going to talk in this class. You know, there are some classes where I come in, I don't say two words all year, and then I leave with an A. But then there are some classes where the teacher, and it tends to be more, I've realized, in like the 100 and 200 level classes. Like you've just gotten to college, you know, you're in like a a prerequisite, very baseline, basic course. And the teacher's like, no, you need to participate, sweetie. (laughs) I'm like, listen, I just just got here from high school. I barely talked to those fuckers I was with for four years. I barely know you. You want me to say something to you? It's like I don't I don't yeah. want to talk in your class because like a discussion is something else because discussion you're just talking you're right. talking with other people about something you know you're talking about yep you have your own op- opinion whatever when it comes to something like just participating in class me personally just the idea of talking myself in front of all these people me I, I'm an anxious person I'm like fuck that I don't want to talk in front of people that's yeah. I don't I don't like them hearing my voice right and then you had the the, the problem of what if I'm wrong exactly. Like, I'll discuss shit. Okay, we could talk about how I was wrong. We could talk about whatever. 
But if I'm just like, if you want me to like answer a question, I don't want to just be wrong. Yeah. I don't want, I'm like, that's, I'll be, that's why I'm the last person to answer anything mm-hmm. in class. And I, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people are that way. Cause there's many classes Absolutely. I've sat in where a teacher would be like, all right, class, who knows so-and-so. And it's just crickets. Yeah. Nobody says a word because nobody nobody wants to get it wrong. Right. Or maybe they just you know, don't know. Who knows? There's a lot of reasons, but. Yeah. I had a teacher in elementary school. She was the one who kind of introduced me to this whole fucking trend of like participating in class and shit. Because she would be someone where she'd say I raised my hand and I answered a question. Let's say I got it right. She'd keep going. She'd be like, yep, that's right. And she'd keep going on with the lesson or whatever. If I got it wrong, she would stop everything and she would go over it. And be like, no, 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 this is how you do it. So, like, if I get it wrong, I'm risking the entire class having to sit through this bullshit for another five minutes before she keeps going. Like, I don't want to be that person. Because oftentimes someone's done that and I've just been kind of like, man, I just want to move on. Like, I don't want to think about this anymore. But I mean, you know, the teachers, you know, I don't know. You probably have heard this because it's a pretty good thing for teachers to say. They're like... You know, there's someone in the class that probably also probably doesn't know it. And that's true. Yeah. So, like, at the end of the day, it's fine. Yeah. And I shouldn't be hesitating to answer shit, but I still will. I still will. (laughs) I'm still not. I'm not going to be like, oh, I know the answer. Pick on me. Pick on me. I'm not going to be jumping at a chance to answer one of your questions, even if I know it. Yeah. I I can't tell you how many times a teacher has asked a question, college or before. I know the answer. I've literally, like, sat there and mumbled it. I'm like, I'll mouth it out loud. Condensation. Yeah. I'll be like, (laughs) Service clouds. The equator. And then, <laughs> and I'll sit there for another 30 seconds Wait, of who's silence. Who's going like, to say it? I'm not going to answer this. Why don't you fuckers say something? You don't, in the back. Don't make me raise my hand. You I, in the back. <laughs> who's chewing your gum? Raise your hand. Put I, it up I, there. I, I know you know it's the Take one for the team. The horn of Copernicus. Yeah. <laughs> the Tropic of Capricorn. I know it's the gads in purchase. We all know. Someone put your hand up. Yeah, come on. Just tell the teacher now. But. It doesn't have to be me. Something else that teacher used to do is. <laughs> And this sucks. This I feel like the, this is annoying. So she would be asking. She 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 walk around the room with her hands behind her back. Ooh, I hate that look. And she ask. She'd be talking, giving a lesson. She ask a question, and she'd look for someone who was either not paying attention or was distracted. Of course. And she'd call on that person, and then there's the awkward moment of them. They don't know the question. Yeah, they, they don't, don't know, know the where they are. They don't know anything about what's going on. And then she's got to be like sit there staring at him for five seconds, waiting for them to be. I don't know, or I don't know the question for them to be like, you need to pay attention. Yeah, yeah. So what I used to do this to teach her is, you know, it was a math class, and she would walk around doing her fucking thing, and when she'd ask a question, I, I'd be paying attention, I'd know what the answer is, and I'd go and, like, stare at my book or something. Oh, you'd bait her. Or I'd look off into the distance. I'd bait her. I'd yeah, make it seem yeah, like yeah. I was zoned out. I did it the first time. It was, She picked up on it. She took the bait. She, like, walked past me. She was like, Anthony. <laughs> And I can't, and as soon as soon as she did it, it was like a trance. It was, I was like this. She goes, Anthony, forty-two. Oh! And I look, and I looked her square in the face with, "You suck," and I caught you. You and, eat that. And she literally goes, "She's like, good. That's right. Maybe pay attention next time." I'm like, "Excuse me." Maybe pay attention next. Time. How do you think I got the answer? Yeah. Who so, are you? So that class for the rest of the day, I put my hand up every time she asked asked a question. <laughs> She's like, "What's this?" I fucking know. I'm paying attention. X squared. After that day, she never called on me again. Great. Ever. You, whether, you, you, you got all your participation absolutely. points Absolutely. Whether I, whether I was engaged, whether I looked distracted, she never called on me again because I, and I didn't know it at the time. I think she was kind of embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, I you was, saw her tactic. And I like, was ready. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was like, you know, you deal with like younger kids and you think you're going to get them when they're thinking about Pokemon or lunch, <laughs> recess, some shit. I'm ready. I'm zoned in in your class. You call on me. You better be prepared with the fact that I know the fucking answer and you, you can't bait me like that. Yeah. It felt so good. That oh, that I walked, feels so sad. I walked to my next class and it was like just walking like I'm the fucking uh, man. Uh, I got these teachers at the end of my string. They're on the tip. They're of my wrapped finger. around my finger. Teachers try to be slick with their little tactics of, of trying to make kids feel bad about not being engaged with their subject, and it's, it's the best one you can. It's not getting like past that. Tony. Nope, Tony. Tony was having a good day. Yeah, he's having a great day. Tony came to fight. This has been another edition of Watch Your Mouth. It'll be up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to give us a follow on Instagram. Subscribe to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. we got another episode coming out on Thursday, and we will see you all then. See ya. Now let's get this party started. Watch your mouth.